Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, a podcast about terrible movies and the people who love them, with your hosts, Tom Ryman and David Christopher Bell. Well, hey everyone, Dave. Aren't you supposed uh, to say? Hi. Aren't you supposed no, to say you hello? You already did it wrong, Adam. What did I do you're wrong? You're not Tom. You're not Tom. I am Tom today. You're supposed to say hi. Welcome to Best Bad Movie Ever, the show about bad movies and the people who love them. I'm your host, Tom Ryman, and then I say, "Oh, I'm ah oh, hi. I'm the other one, David Bell. I'm Tom Ryman. Yeah, and I'm the I'm- other one, David Bell." I'm Tom. And then we awkwardly uh, cue the guest without introducing them formally, so they have to introduce themselves. Oh, let's do that part now. Talk. Okay. And who who do we got? Who do we got with us? Uh, <laughs> you got Maria Shahada. I'm here. Hi. Hello. Hi, Maria. Thank you for being on. Oh, and thanks for having me. I'm going to let people podcast co-host. Wow. Actor writer. Go on. Wow. Just talking right over me, huh? Producer. Good <laughs> uh, cook. Nice. Are you? Are you a good cook? I am a good cook. I'm going to let people in on a secret. I'm actually Adam Todd Brown sitting oh, in shit, sitting in for Tom Ryman, who is not here today. What, what's wrong with him? You, when you say he's sick, because well, I'm it, worried now. Yeah, I'm not like, sure. And was it, like, like for HIPAA reasons, of- I don't know if I could like, even if I knew, I don't know if I could divulge it. He's just not feeling okay. well. Yeah. Who can say the mornings are terrible, right? Yeah. Like and, every morning I think I'm sick. Every yeah. morning. And I mean, I, I actually injured my neck while stretching this morning. So this is already a cursed production. <laughs> That's okay. We're, so we're all, we're all, we're all in bad shape is what I'm hearing. Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. You're Maria's fine? great. <laughs> all right. I should Maria's mention. going to carry us. She's going to carry us throughout this. I got you guys. All right. Let's do this. Tom's sick because he probably watched the movie and was like, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I can't do it, and he couldn't even get through it. So I'm so excited. Can you tell us what movie you brought uh, to this to this podcast today? I've insisted you you all watch North Shore, uh, the 1987 film about uh, surfing. Yes, uh, it's actually our, our second surfing movie we've done. Uh, ah. what, I think we did. What was it? Did we, uh, Blue Crush? Blue? Is that a surfing movie? Blue Crush. Yeah. Uh, uh, why don't why don't you uh, run us through the plot a little bit here? All right, it starts with this um, this uh, uh, what is it like a big fish in a small pond dude named Rick who um, who wins a surf competition in Australia, but the surf competition took place in a wave pool essentially, and he wins money to go, and so he takes the money and goes to Hawaii to um, to surf and 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 uh, get get better, I guess, and so he goes to Hawaii, but they all treat him like he's some some chancer dickhead who who comes to Hawaii. He doesn't know what he's doing. He doesn't know the culture. He keeps getting called like names, and nobody wants him around. And he's facing all these obstacles, but th- he's the underdog that like comes out triumphant. And, and uh, the whole it's a it's a feel good movie about an underdog fish out of water, whatever. But I love it. It's a uh, yeah, it's a it's about a, a kid who can't surf learning to surf, basically. It, it, yeah. It. uh OK, Adam, you just watched this. I watched it ended minutes ago. Yes. I want to get your overall opinion here. Here's the thing. This is a good movie. And the okay. re- it is the reason it's a good movie is because it is the karate kid of surfing 
yeah um i'm this is gonna be a tough one because i also really enjoyed this movie and think it's a good movie uh you're gonna get no pushback here well this is what i wanted to ask because i when i when i suggested the movie then i started looking it up and actually it's it got like uh, good ratings and stuff. So I was like, I thought I was the only person who liked this movie because I tried to get my my uh, boyfriend and his his flatmate to watch it, and they were really upset with me about it because they said it was what is this movie? But it's fantastic. It's got a low Rotten Tomatoes rating. You, you have to get past the fact that the main character kind of sucks, uh, and that the movie's a little cheesy. You you go you look up this movie because I just I never heard of this movie. Uh, the writer also one of the writers it was written by like five people uh one of the writers wrote the iron giant uh another one was the director of greece and flight of the navigator it's got it's got talent behind it yeah but the actors haven't really done much like nia peoples is in it and so she's done a little bit um but aside from turtle who went on to be a surfer in point break they didn't really like make a name for themselves. Um, except, but a lot of the actors were actual surfers, and I do like that they use real surfers. It, it took a hit in the acting category, yes. But they did use real people. Uh, the villain is a surfer, right? Uh, the, Bert, the... Or what is his name? Um, Lang- I want to say Burt Lancaster. What is it? Uh, <laughs> Let's go with that. <laughs> Rock Hudson. Yeah, he's an actual surfer, and he's married to uh, Gabrielle Reese. Gabrielle Reese, the the um, yeah. So he's still he's still doing that. And uh, Turtle. Man, does he have a neck on him. Holy yeah. shit. Isn't he the perfect 80s villain, too? The antagonist in all 80s movies? Well, Blonde looks exactly like that. Just, you know, stoic dickhead. and all. Was, He's awesome. I know I'm the one who said villain, but people are complex in this movie. There are no heroes or villains. He, he's, he, he gets won over by our hero. That's all right. This, uh, personally, this is why I like this movie, because the movie's sweet. Like, it's, it's good-natured. It's not like, like, even the, the final, uh, the final competition, our hero is just like, yeah, I lost, so be it. Like, it's very realistic, and it's just that this guy is such a pure soul, and he wins everybody over, over time. He's so trusting that he will leap out of a moving car, uh, due to peer pressure into a burning cornfield? What was he doing when He's he- so innocent there. Jumped out yeah. of that car. What- like he goes and cuts down a piece of sugar cane? I don't know what's It was happening. like an initiation ritual. So basically he found these guys at a, at a bar, like, a, no, it was a strip club where he got dropped off by the cab driver who ripped him off. Everybody's so against him when he gets there. So he gets ripped off by the cab driver. Then the bartender who he thought he could live with doesn't remember him. And he goes, well, whatever I said, order a drink and get out. Which, what bartender has ever said that at a strip club? Right. It's like, you know, <laughs> order a drink, enjoy yourself, maybe. Um, and then a fight breaks out and these hooligan surfer boys like uh, cause some problems and then they run out and he runs after them and, and they, he jumps in their car and then they go to a burning sugarcane field. And I think like his initiation, like if you want to be one of the cool kids, you have to like go grab some sugarcane and he only gets one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's not great at it. There's so much opposition facing him at the beginning of this movie. You want to fit in around here. You need to go steal something from the native people. <laughs> Yeah, and who who saw him and chased him. So there's fire chasing him. There's a gang of like native people chasing him. And then the guys swing back around and pick him up. And they're like, you only got one. You, you know, like, oh, poor guy. I wasn't sure if these were supposed to be his friends, too, because they're introduced like villains, 
these two guys at the at the strip club like one of them gets on stage and starts like groping the dancer and gets kicked out and then they, when they get kicked out our our hero like is like hey guys wait up and like jumps in the car and it's like no don't go with the villains yeah yeah and that then was my thought too why is he running after those guys he, instead of staying to convince the person who said he could stay I I was very scared that it was like this was the people we were supposed to like at that point and they're not they end up just being kind of like these uh, these douchey guys on the you, side you know I you know you're not supposed to like them because they're Australian and they yes. have the the um the 1980s uh antagonist hair and like they're blonde yeah. and they're tan it was um, hard though because like even our hero looked like a bully like they everybody looked like my first note was just look at all these losers because they were all just like these real 80s ghouls with like blonde hair and like surfer the whole surfer get up so like i couldn't tell who the hero was and maybe that's a failing on my part i was like am i supposed to like this main character he's a monster well and uh, the main character isn't a monster adam i i feel like every surfing movie at least all of the surfing movies that take place in hawaii at their core are about why people who live in Hawaii don't like white people that much. Yes. I super appreciate that they point that out. That they point out, like, that was what I knew this movie, like, had layers. Uh, They even do a decent job of it in Blue Crush. There's that scene where she takes a bunch of, like, randos to this beach that only locals use. And they're like, motherfucker, what are you doing? Yeah. And they do kind of the same stuff here, which, that's good. Yeah, they're not wrong, you know? Like the, it's weird that they portray them initially as the villains, but like the locals aren't wrong. Uh, Not at all. Yeah. It's got to be a real pain in the ass. I think this movie, it has to win you over. Like you were saying um, that your boyfriend, like he didn't, he didn't want to watch it at first. And like, because you kind of have to force yourself to watch it. You have to get by that first half hour to realize that this movie is kind of, uh, very good natured and actually well written yeah. and has an awesome character in it chandler i thought chandler was a great chandler character. yeah the the original chandler like the only two times yeah. i've ever heard the name chandler in anything uh so he's the he's the real hero of this movie i think so he's the mentor to rick the 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 main character um sort of takes him under his wing oh it's, it's so much so it sort of takes him under his wing teaches him how to really surf but the purest way like not just like the hot dogging that he's so against with Burt Lancaster but um <laughs> <laughs> he's like he, he like loves the spirit and soul of surfing and he's more like with the locals about that and um so he takes him under his wing, teaches him from like, he, he has a progression of surfboards that Rick has to learn to use. One being like what the people, the ancient people used. Yeah. Can we talk yeah. about that first surfboard? Yeah. I don't know how surfing ever progressed past that point because uh-huh. the first surfboard they use is basically a coffee table. It weighs oh, 130 yeah. pounds. Like every time you wipe out, that thing is just going to fly in the air and potentially kill you when it lands on your skull. Yeah, because I don't know if you've ever been surfing, but... Um, of course and not. And he probably... Huh? Of course not. Of course not. He's, he's probably, he probably knew enough to not do this, but if you keep the surfboard in front of you and a wave hits, like it, it knocks you in the face. I've, I've had that happen a lot, enough to learn to keep it beside you. But yeah, if that thing... If, if, if you tumble, so you have the reefs below... And then you have this 130 pound coffee table coming at you at like maximum speed too. 
And they just kind of breeze by it. Like, you know, he's just like, what is this, 100 pounds? He's like, 130. And then he was like, there's no fin. And he, he grabs his ankle. He goes, yes, it's this. Um, and then he just learns to do it. So, like, like it's it seems like a very it, it lasts like five seconds. Seems like a very advanced technique that he puts him on right away, which I guess would, like, you learn that well, right away. You can do anything he, else. Yeah, yeah, he's bringing him through, like, the history. He's a surf nerd. Uh, he's a real surf nerd about it. That you, so you have, uh, Maria, you've surfed. You're, you, you like surfing? I mean, no, I mean, like, I don't, I don't often surf. I have, like, okay. I bought a surfboard and the wetsuit, and I've been out a couple times when I lived in LA, but, like, I don't, I don't know fucking anything about surfing. I would argue that puts you in, like, the top 10% of people who surf. Like, I don't think people surf much. And, and I guess I should have asked this at the top. I, wa- I want to know why this movie, this specific movie, speaks to you. And I, I, I was wondering if that's why. I, I don't know. I, gen- I rewatched this movie. Like, I have such a love in my heart for this movie. And it was because I was a child when I watched it. I was, like, seven or eight or something, you know? Like, uh, but, like, I know all the lines. I... I don't, but I tried to show it to, uh, to my boyfriend and his friend like uh, like like six seven months ago, and they hated it. And I was like, "How can you hate this movie?" And I was like, "Maybe it is hateable." And I watched it again with my flatmate today, and she was like, oh, "I really enjoyed that." I was like, "I'm so glad you liked it." She's like, "I didn't say I liked it, <laughs> but <laughs> I, I did enjoy it." And I was like, "You loved it. I know you did." I but it just like I I don't know. I just felt like like you've got this underdog, and then of course as a child you're gonna relate to him, and he he wins, um, or at least sort of wins. But everybody's so cool. That's the thing about this movie. Everybody's so cool in it. Everybody's like, oh, you're like a Barney and a Howley and shit. Don't fuck with the Kua. And like, <laughs> there's like this whole culture you're getting to learn. Do you know the entire movie is exposition? Have you noticed that? It's Rick yeah. going around asking turtle questions and other people questions. They explain it to him. And then he learns and then he conquers it. And then, you know, like... It wasn't just Rick, like somebody else, like towards the end, I was like, this whole movie, oh, like the announcers at the competition at the end were just going, well, like the two of them need this wave or else they get disqualified and blah, blah, blah. And it's, I mean, the whole movie is uh, exposition, but... um, it's yeah, it is just people explaining things out loud. I love the redemption of Turtle. I love the 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 the, the tale of Turtle cuz he gets yes. kind of bitter there. He hits a dark place. And again, it's I think what I really enjoyed about this movie is that when you think of like a surfer movie or an 80s movie, it's very it's usually these really like two-dimensional villains where like the bad guys are the bad guys, the good guys are the good guys. Um and and like when Turtle starts getting bitter because he's handing, hanging out with Chandler more than Turtle, I thought like, oh, is this just going to be Turtle's a, an asshole now too? And then our hero like includes Turtle in their in it's their so games. Yeah. Yeah, it's very it's sweet. so yeah. feel good. And 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 like they don't do the typical route throughout the film, and I really appreciate that. Can I yeah. s- can I say one thing about that scene where? turtle and what's the lead guy's name nick rick rick where turtle and rick have that little falling out because rick is hanging out with chandler more uh the thing i wanted to say about that is more like hurdle Ooh, oh, thank you. yeah nice. yeah yeah because yeah, yeah, turtle got his feelings that's hurt. good thank you that's yeah good. That, that i actually wrote that down when i watched the movie and i wanted to make sure to get that in yeah no that's fair i'm glad i'm glad you i'm glad you stopped everything you paused so we can everything hear yeah. yeah i'm actually gonna take the rest of the pod <laughs> off 
Yeah. Okay. You That's don't have actually... to say anything else. That is mic drop if I <laughs> if I've ever heard one. That was the entirety of my notes. More like hurdle. Yeah. So Turtle's the character like um after Rick's he gets to Hawaii, everybody kind of throws him out. It's somebody's stolen his stuff. He's having a hard time. He runs into Turtle and Turtle kind of like reluctantly takes him in and he keeps calling him a um a howley or like uh no he calls him barney so he's like what's howley mean what's barney mean and howley means like basically white guy and barney's like you're so super white you're such a you're so white you're barney and uh you know you're learning like all these cool words and stuff and uh like what like they go to a party and i think rick goes oh this is radical and he was like radical really like he made fun of him for the word he used he was like no um but uh are you talking about the costume party because i thought that that was a artistic choice uh, I, I'm going to give this this movie artistic points because it's a character who's a fish out of water who's in this new place that's very unusual to him. And so the director chose Halloween to portray that everybody is sort of a ghoul or a monster or in the case of uh, Turtle, an alien. Uh, like everybody's in a mask except for our main character. And so like, it's the most alienating condition for our hero to join because ah. everybody doesn't look like themselves. And, and then everybody's uh, over the top drunk uh, and it's intimidating. And the, and the Australian hooligans who were in a ballerina outfit, one of them was. Yeah. <laughs> because he doesn't have a place to stay. He's carrying around a surfboard the whole time. Like, so he's so like out of place and carrying around a surfboard. And so he gets to this party. Everybody's dressed up. It's a really cool party, like 80s, like to the max. Just like, <laughs> I loved that. But, and he keeps seeing surfers that he like looks up to and admires. So he's just going, whoa, that's so-and-so and that's so-and-so. And so you kind of get the sense, and this is another thing I liked about the movie. You kind of get the sense that like the best of the best are in one place. And like, so it's just, everybody kind of gets revered for what they are, they're able to do. Like, um, and you have people from Australia and Brazil and everybody was in town for this competition. And it's kind of like a mob movie in that way. And like when they introduce all the characters, so the newer guy is like getting to know the, the character of people. And so you go like, you got Jimmy two times and you got this and that and like whatever, right. like what they're known for. And there's something really, I really like about uh, when when a movie is introducing characters who are all on the same level and bring something different to the table or like have like, or who are like um, excelling in their own right, whatever it is that they're doing. I don't know what that is, but I've always loved stuff like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Uh, it's, it's a charming film. I don't know. Uh, I did. I like the party scene when Chandler and Burt Lancaster first start talking and the, the Boston party, right? Yeah. And where there's I, a gentleman yes. with a news camera for some reason. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's, it, yeah. it looks like a party at the fucking playboy mansion. Yeah. Like it's very, and it, they're very early on two girls walk by and Rick like, is like, man, check Rick's out the those, main character. Oh yeah. yeah. Check out those babes. And Turtle's like, they're 12. Like, yeah. What? That's a yeah. weird scene. Why are they at that party? Get them out they, of there. But that also. <sighs> I'm also on Rick's side when it comes to Chandler and Burt Lancaster in that just make the dude the board he fucking asked for. Like, I get that you're a soul surfer and you like to do things a certain way, but you're also a businessman who has customers who are asking for a specific thing. Just don't make him the board if you don't I, want to. Yeah, I know. Why did he just insist on his board? It's it's like um, when you have I don't know if you've ever been to Italian restaurants where they they go, there's no substitutions like what's on the menu is what you get. And that's what we do. And then but you know, like Burt Lancaster should have done his homework and known he wasn't going to make him his hot dog and board, you know, like, right. <laughs> 
It's an old man's board. I remember food trucks like that would be like, if you ask for this ingredient or that ingredient, we're not going to do it. And it's like, okay, I mean, like, I'm paying you. Like, f- fuck you, food truck. Like, fancy. Like, I'm just, I'm not going to, I'm not going to eat there. And yeah, like, I think that's Chandler's arc, though, right? Is he's like a, he's a surf snob. He's like, oh, the, the, the competitions there beneath me and stuff like that. And then at the end, um, because our hero, he, he changes everyone in a way. He's, he, it's, he's like Forrest Gump. Like, he's, uh, like, not really the protagonist. He's more like the, he, he's almost like the, the cause of change for everybody else. Cause Chandler's arc is that then he goes to the competitions and he stops being such a snob about it to the point that he has to be reminded by our, our hero that it's all just a game at the end. I'm telling you, this is Karate Kid for surfing like that's that's daniel larusso's arc in the karate kid eventually by the end everyone comes around there's even a sweep the leg moment in this movie there's yeah when turtle is talking to burt lancaster and he's like well that fuck stick better not get in my way and he's like what are you gonna do man snake him and he's like if i have to and apparently that means you grab the the leash that's attached to your surfboard to keep it uh, by you, you uh, just pull that so the person can't get up. That's what he swept the leg, Johnny. That ending. Um, this was a problem I had with uh, the the other movie covered Blue Crush. Is I did not give a shit about the surfing because it's surfing looks cool, but like a surfing competition is very hard to film to, to understand. I think surfing looks like it would be cool to do, but it doesn't necessarily translate to a lot of visual chills and thrills because it, like I couldn't tell the difference between the soul surfers and the hot doggers. I didn't know what they were doing. That was so different. Yes. I same here. But when they did the thing where they couldn't get a wave, that was genuine like tension. Oh yeah. Because I was going to say they built the tension really well there. Yeah. Because they didn't, they knew that it couldn't hinge on watching them surf because the audience are people like me who just see just the same thing every time someone rides a wave. And I don't know the difference between like good surfing and bad surfing. So they had to like put it in this context that was a lot more digestible uh, for just movies in general. And I, I, I really appreciated that ending because I got it. I was like, okay, they need one more wave. Those guys don't. I get it. Yeah, I, I um. I loved, I loved that because he's, you know, like Chandler's watching from the sidelines and the fact that he's there means he's changed and he wants to support Rick and everybody's there to support Rick and like, uh, you know, and then um, the, the, uh, the big Burt Lancaster surfer after cheating, the audience is going, he fucked that, he cheated. And like, so like, because the announcers made a point to say, I don't know what happened, but, you know, great, great, great run for Rick anyway. He was a new guy and he got through. And then everybody turned on the because everybody happened to see it. So like the, the um, you know, he comes out of the water and Chandler's yelling at him. And then Rick's like, hey, don't worry about it. It's just a competition. And then Turtle like fucking said something to him. And then the Australian guys who we didn't think were on Rick's side hated him. They turned on him. And even Vince, Vance, Vince, the, the head of the Hui, you know, the locals. He was like, I saw that, you know, and everybody. And then, you know, the photographer's like, I got some pictures if you want to buy it. And it's just so like, oh, yeah, fuck that guy. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's a lot liked, of fun. I liked Vince a lot. His character was really cool. I could tell Stoic. he was. 
Yeah, I could tell what was going to happen. Like this kid was going to win him over eventually, and he yeah. does. Like the one of the most heartwarming moments in the movie for me is when uh, at the end when Vince gives him the go ahead and bang my niece yeah. sign. I also liked where when he had to kick that guy's ass in front of him for him and get his belt back. Yeah, but and he it lost was like the girl. It was like surfer rules. So they so even Rick, did. Huh? Oh no! Go on. I was going to say, so Rick falls in love with uh, the, the, love, the love story in this. Uh, he, he falls for a girl who is the cousin of Vince, head of the, the local gang that hates him. And so, like, this storyline's sort of, I don't know about it. You know, like, he, you know, they, they meet each other at the party, and then she sees him on the beach take a big, uh, he, he, he gets hit by the reef, and he's bleeding, and she's like, you have to, you have to put something on that, or it's, gonna, it's full of bacteria. Right. So she we fixes can't him gloss- up. Well, let's not gloss over the beach horse. Yeah, why uh, was she on a horse? I'm, I'm very, I have a lot of questions about a beach horse. Because, like, they're <laughs> shitting in the sand, right? Like, you shouldn't, like, at first I was like, oh, a horse on a beach, that makes sense. And then I thought about it. I was like, no, that's terrible. Yeah, they just shit it, indiscriminately wherever they want. Yeah, so, all over the sand. And that's disgusting. And then she she gallops up and uh, says that she can help with his back problems. But then he's riding the horse and she's on back and his back is covered in blood and she's wearing a white shirt that gets no blood on it. Mm -hmm. And also, why is he riding the horse? Like also why horse? Like no one questions the horse. No one stops and goes, what are you doing on that horse? It's a romantic scene. Yeah, (laughs) I guess. (laughs) I mean, that's how you win women over uh, because this is very sports heavy. So the women are bored at this point, we can imagine. So we got to have a horse. And, um, you know, uh, I don't know if you've noticed every time they were together, like by themselves, that music came on, that sort of 80s guitar, like, like, I I can't even do it. But there was the same music throughout the movie whenever they had a moment alone together, this like sort of like just setting up this romantic uh tension with them it's so funny like um because they don't change it up at all um the music is fantastic in this it's either it's either what maria describes when there's like a a love scene or an inspirational moment it's always like 80s butt rock oh yeah But then in any party situation it's like australian new wave or some shit Oh my god! Yeah, and then the and then during the surfing competition, there are th- like three or four epic songs at the end, like the kind of epic that you think, oh, it's going to wrap up on this scene, you know, because it was just like, you know, like what were the what was the music? Uh, it, but it was just like it was r- rock and roll. One of them like surf a, rock, is it? Like, like, I guess so. One of them's it? a cover of Funky Town. Funky Town, but which, and this is 1987, and Funky Town must have come out in like 77. It was only 10 years old. So yeah, Funky wearing, Town came out in the fucking 80s. Like that, I did it. it came out a okay. few years before. They yeah. had a weird spread because I remember a little new wave type like punk in it as well. Like I, I think whoever who did the soundtrack, no one was paying attention, and I they were just the allowed to do whatever they want. Yeah. Yeah, but like because the competition was so hard to explain in a story because there was like the main event, which sounds like the last event and then two other things. And so like it keeps there keeps being events for this competition and each one had its like there were like three epic songs at the end of mm-hmm. this. Um, oh, sign of a great film. Like, <laughs> as, yeah, if you could cram as many like epic 80s sound- songs as you can, it's perfect. Um, I want I want to go back quickly to the romance. Yeah. Did, I think it I personally think that's the weakest part of this movie. Did was that a believable romance to you? Yeah. 
I totally believe that. I, I I don't I don't believe the conflict, but I believe the romance. Like why after, so uh, he had to fight part of the hooey for his stuff back because they stole his stuff, and so he right. wins. So Vince gives him the stuff back, but then he like looks at um, what was her name? It's Nia Peoples' character, but he looks at her and he kind of nods at her to go, and she's like, "I have to go," and he's like, "Why are you letting these guys run your life?" She's like, "You wouldn't understand." Well. I don't understand as an audience. I don't get that. I don't get that. I mean, I get like family's tight and close knit, you know, because she makes it a point. She invites him to the luau. Weirdly, like the only attractive person in that family. And um, <laughs> it's like, you know, it's like surrounded. Oh, with, yeah. Like, it's hideous family. Hideous, hideous family. family. Yeah. Um, but like, why is it so tight knit? And like, what what's the problem there? I didn't understand her conflict at the end either, where he's like, come to New York with me like fucking let's do it and she looks at her like i think she sees her brothers yeah and she's like i can't and it's like why you can't leave them with that huge loving family of yours <laughs> like oh, so it true. seems like they have a little safety net in place without <laughs> you i think you'll be fine yeah definitely like yeah they make it seem like she's like the matri- matriarch like the she takes care of everyone she takes care of rick when he gets hurt but yeah, they have a huge loving family that they would have been absolutely fine. But what was she going to do in New York? Yeah. A little selfish of him to even ask her to do that. Yeah, I mean, she mentioned she always wanted to go to New York or something like that. But like, he really pulls a like, we can we can work and pay, pay for my school together. <laughs> and she's just like, no, like that. I think that's what the romance bothered me is she seemed like romantically interested in him. But she knows he's like just on vacation and he's just like a little, he's like, oh, he's never not a doofus. Like he's always like a little, a little wiener throughout. And that's his charm is he's almost like, he's like butters in South Park. Like he's got this like innocence uh, that you, you kind of want to push him over, but also hug him. And, and so like, I, <laughs> I'm glad they maintain that throughout, but like, I couldn't see this, uh, the, this this character is like so into him and i just i maybe this is because of just i only saw this like like this little 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 nerd but i was like i don't get it i don't see it uh he doesn't seem cool like his his like move that he pulls is he says something like i bet you had a lot of boyfriends and then tries (laughs) to kiss her and it like works and it's like and no, this guy it doesn't has no work. game. She goes, oh, my no, brother. Right. And, and like, she's like, get away from me. What are you doing? Like, why would but you she... basically call me a slut in this moment? Right. Um, but she treats it like a Romeo and Juliet thing where she's like, we cannot, we cannot do this. Not like, I don't want, uh, no, I'm not interested in this. Like, she's into him. Yeah, but like, uh, um, first of all, like, because I think there are so, like, because her, her family's so close knit and they probably stick together and don't like mess with tourists all that much. She probably doesn't right. meet very many people like, right. you know, so this guy comes in and he's integrating himself in a community he has no business doing that, but she falls for his charm and helps him out and whatever. But, um, you know, she asks him towards the end, like, are you, are you going to New York? Are you going to stay? And instead of answering her, he kisses her, which infuriated me because she's right. trying to understand. <laughs> she's trying to figure out like, how much stake do I put in this? How much do I get involved and you just, you didn't answer. And so, you know. And Did we ever I, find out what his wish was when they wrapped the lava rock? I'm pretty sure it was the fucker, right? Like, yeah, I figured that was what he was going to say. Fuck on the beach. Do yeah. they fuck on the beach? Oh, yeah. Didn't you see that whole scene? Like, it was like the music came on. Yeah. And they're lying on the beach. And unless they just made out a little bit, that music was on, though. <laughs> yeah. It seemed like it was either pre or post. 
uh probably pre uh, like they it felt like they were trying like this is like a family film and they didn't want to like uh uh get too explicit but i was like yeah do they just sort of like make out on the beach and that's the love scene um i don't know i don't know if you noticed but when she was lying there while they were like kissing like she's lying there with her back to him and then like i guess the director must have said action so she pauses and then she turns over to like she they pose her basically it's the most it's just so 80s it's very time nia peoples though you're gonna yeah you're gonna pose her like she's kind of the only star in this yeah well i guess most of the people are surfers yeah um Burt Lancaster, yeah, he, yeah, they're all surfers. And then uh, Rick, the main character, didn't do much else. Like, that was his main movie. Chandler was in um, Doctor... He was a doctor in a, a series. Yeah, uh, he looks yeah. familiar. He, there's a lot of these uh, people who, the, it's like, their credits are just one episode of a TV show for like a hundred TV shows where they just go TV show to TV show, play bit roles and like procedurals and stuff. I don't know. Chandler, I wish he had more of a career. I really liked him in this. Yeah. He, he had legitimate charisma. He Uh, did. Uh, I really like, I really like that character. I like that he wears overalls with no shirt on. I think that is a good look. I wish I could pull it off, you know, like, (laughs) um, but no, but he, he was a good actor and he did have charisma and like, uh, Nobody was really, like, except for the surfers, nobody was really that terrible in this. Yeah. He also, Chandler, like, he represents, because there's this, they never really, like, question it that much, but I always thought there was, like, a feeling of, like, you're not sure whether or not he's going to stay or go at the end, right? And it, and and you kind of want him to stay, and Chandler represents that, I feel like, is he's living on the beach he he's married to a local woman he's like into surfing he's like supposed to represent this character rick like what might happen the best case if he stays mm-hmm. uh but he has to go back to sh- shitty new york uh well, not even back to like he's moving to or, new york no, yeah. to, to to live the same story over again of a fish out of water from arizona right. who's a surfer trying to to get along in the big city um to, for graphic design like <laughs> yeah i'm gonna be honest i think he's a better surfer than he is graphic designer that was because that that logo he lands on for Chandler boards looks like some retirement home bullshit. Yeah, that was wild. That that's the other thing. Chandler's a better artist than him. Like Chandler <laughs> makes a quick logo at one point. Like what about this? And it's so well done. That's what and, my... it, and it's, it, he just like this kid sucks at everything. Because I thought it was going to be one of those movies where there he's like, oh, he's a great surfer from Arizona. He has to prove himself, but he's not. He's not a great surfer. He's not a great graphic designer. Yeah, he's just some he's chancer. Just... He's just trying things out. Yeah. Uh, and the, yeah, Chandler just just busts something out. My that's what my flatmate said when she watched it. She was like, "He can draw better than him. Why doesn't he just do it himself?" What's he yeah. hiring him for that's uh, the that's he's he's like a mascot. Like that's the thing is the hero is like in any other movie he'd be the character who gets killed to motivate the lead character. Yeah. Like he's the happy go lucky like mascot, and we're following him the whole time. And I kind of really liked that because they don't. And in the end, he's not. He doesn't like prove himself amazing. He's just like okay. He's an okay surfer. 
he he got he placed in this competition it's just that people like him like he yeah. doesn't prove himself by being a surfer he proves himself because everybody's like look at him he's adorable but it's like, funny he's so happy like, he's not funny turtle's funny he's not yeah. he's not soulful chandler's soulful like there's nothing about him all he does is ask questions throughout the movie but here you have this character going through the movie just being hit just being hit left and right with like like it's like you're watching someone just get hit in the face with eggs who was just like oh that was that's that's weird you know <laughs> like just taking it on the chin um even because like even his mom at the beginning who was a model and actress in the 70s apparently i looked her up but um just like that was like oh you're gonna go surf you but you have this scholarship and he's like yeah but i have to try or i'll never know and she's like Okay, and drive him to the airport. Like, there's no real, that no real mother, problem there. Well, that's because the mother she has a son who has two choices: be a surfer or an art student. So her, her soul is gone. She, her will, <laughs> she, she has been sucked dry by the world already. She's like, I don't care what happens to us anymore. Like, there's no good, there's no good way out of this. Like, I've never seen the conflict be, should I be a surfer or an art student? Like, you know, again, like, it would be like a big city lawyer or something like that. Like, he'd be going to law school. Uh, but they make it like just another choice that that is just, it's, it's not a path to like immediate success or anything like that. Yeah, there's no it was stark difference. Yeah. One of the one of the scenes we we touched on very briefly but sort of glossed over is the fight scene. Yes. For one, I think it's very improbable that he would have won that fight. Well, <laughs> for starters, what... it begins with him getting his face banged into the yes. ground, which would have ended the fight right there, probably with a manslaughter charge. <laughs> It starts with him like acting tough and he gets immediately pummeled. It's it's wonderful. It's so unrealistic because you watch him get his head banged into the ground over and over and over again. And he has like a little bit of a bleeding nose. I don't know what he did to the other guy. I think he just punches him in the face. But the guy gets knocked out as if he expended all his energy shoving his face into the ground that like one punch just knocked him out. So he's passed out while they take his belt back off and like give him a shit back. Like <laughs> it, it didn't seem like Rick should have any consciousness at all. But all he did was have this bloody nose and then he loses the girl yeah wah, wah. He, got that he, heroic. he got that bitch and belt buckle back that was a yeah. nice fucking was belt, a buckle. belt buckle there's something so unheroic by like yanking the belt off of an unconscious person like I, I, that's supposed to be his victory and it's like it just feels like he's robbing him even though yes it's his stuff uh <sighs> Yeah, Man, well, he's, the, he's headed to New York in the 80s, so, like, they, that's just going to happen back to him again. Right. <laughs> yeah, he's going to die in New York. <laughs> I, I, I need a sequel where he's in New York. I know. Uh, people just, just comes tr- trotting into Times Square yeah. on a horse. He's like, you made it! <laughs> just getting lured down alleyways, like, you know, because that's he's going to be so trusting. Uh, he's... he's Apparently Such there's another ending, soul. like that if you get the DVD, apparently like they, they have deleted scenes in like an alternate ending and I don't know what it is, but I'm so curious. Oh no. And they, Nia Peoples wasn't even supposed to be in it. They had somebody else originally, but she didn't work out and I didn't, it didn't say why she didn't work out, but she must have just been a terrible actress. So they got Nia huh. in. Yeah, it's a tough role. It takes a, takes a really talented actor to pull off that yeah. Nia Peoples role. She's really charming. She has a lot of like good lines and like, I like her accent, like, She's like, what's the matter with you? Yeah. <laughs> She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. skin in this. <laughs> and she, she is was, she Hawaiian? She, I believe she is. 
Uh, she's like part Filipino, but she's a mix of a lot of different things. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I mean, she grew she up grew in Los up Angeles. In she, she grew up in like West COVID or something like that. West Covina. Sorry. West COVID. <laughs> West COVID. <laughs> That's what California is called now. West COVID. Right. West COVID. <laughs> Yeah, she's killing it. I would I would argue it's it's very hard. Again, I I just didn't she's doing as good as she can with the romance cuz she might as well be doing like these scenes with like, I don't know, like a bag of sand because he's just like he's so, he, he he's not the best actor. Is I guess what I'm saying, and he doesn't have that much charm. No, that's uh, what I'm saying. All he does is go through the movie asking questions and dumb dumb luck winning at things somehow. Yeah, I assumed he was a surfer also, like in real life. He took up surfing. So him and Turtle and I think Chandler um, didn't surf prior to the movie, but then they started surfing because of the movie. And then like 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 Turtle, Turtle still surfs, but they did all their own scenes surfing in the movie. And the actual surfers used body doubles for their okay. surf scenes, which makes sense because like I wouldn't fucking like risk harming myself and not being able to do what I love because of a movie, which isn't my main thing. Right. Yeah. How do you hurt yourself surfing though? You could get pummeled into a reef or you could find yourself in a cave. You could drown. You could hit yourself in the head with a surfboard many times like I did. Yeah. Adam, the ocean doesn't want us there. Yeah. that's. I've spoken about this many times is the ocean is literally trying to push us out of it. We do not belong in the ocean. It's filled with monsters. You can't even drink it. It's for looks like it should be like we're supposed to just enjoy the ocean from afar. It is the outer space of planet Earth. But why is it so enticing then? It's so nice. And then if it weren't for us, why is the sand so like soft? Shouldn't it be rocky and spiky and shit? Like, shouldn't it be like it should be? Yes. Oh, no, it was the oceans like here. I made you this beach that you can enjoy me from. Don't get in me. I, so I don't want you in. we're just raping the water every time we go into the ocean. <laughs> it doesn't want us. <laughs> sure, that's a way of putting it. I, I, I mean, I would say that it's murdering us at a, at a steady rate. Like, it's, 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 it doesn't want us in it. And, like, I, I think it's, I, I, I don't know. I don't go in the, I, I like water, like pools and stuff. But the ocean, I, I, no, not, not for me. Yeah, I think I think we're fine to be on the ocean, like in boats, because we figured that out. Sorry, ocean. Like we can use you we can use you for traveling. But getting in the ocean? No. But no, isn't that isn't that why surfing is so awesome? Like look how much they conquered this alien world. That they right. can ride the waves like in a tubular motion or whatever they do. Like, it's just it's sure. it's fucking I mean, amazing. I, I'd say surfing <sighs> Yeah, it's it's surfing is it's it's like snowboarding or anything else where it's like it's impressive if someone gets hurt doing it. I feel zero sympathy mm. uh, because what they're doing is dumb, and that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. Like it's just you know it is what it is. Like I get the spiritual aspect of surfing though. The the one or two three times I went out, um, it is kind <laughs> of a spiritual experience because you're like yeah well you're in the elements. It's, it's the sun, the water. You're riding waves and like i wasn't good at it but there was just something really peaceful about it i felt great after um your your shoulders are f- fucking toned it's like <laughs> it's you you know it's good exercise it's good it's good for the soul so i kind of get the people who are soul what do they call them soul surfers Soul surfers like that's a bad thing oh you're you're in the soul surfers <laughs> Your your shoulders have to be toned in case you have to punch a shark at some point. Right. Yeah. 
That's why surfing tones your shoulders. Flabby mm. shoulders, that shark is not going to give a fuck. But <laughs> It's got to be a solid punch. Yeah, right in the nose, right? Mm-hmm. It has to be like the best punch you've ever given. Uh, I think- <laughs> and it still might not be enough. Or if you can flip it on its stomach and rub its belly a little. Rub its belly, yeah. That that put that's true. It puts a like a shark will be like, "Oh, okay." Didn't know I was coming in for this. <laughs> I was I was going to eat you, but this is this is nice. But wait till I turn back over. <laughs> like this is I think uh uh you have to think very fast. And and sharks are going to be fast, right? And so if you're like, "I'm going to punch it in its nose." The chances of you actually getting its nose are poor. Because his mouth is going to be open or it's coming at you fast or swimming by you fast. I just don't, I don't know. Like, have you heard stories of people punching a shark in the nose and it working out for them? There's, there have been one or two. One they or two. also, they don't mean to eat us, right? They think we're seals. Yeah, but they do. Like, yeah. But like, as they're chewing, is, they realize their mistake. But <laughs> that's, I guess that's what I was getting at is, do they do not like our taste? Like, is it that we, not only do we get eaten, but we get eaten and the shark's like, ew, oh, damn it it's a person like is it yeah is is it not only that we get murdered but the thing murdering us is disappointed because mm. uh, that would be perfect yeah we're not as good as seals because it's not expecting us to be there because it's the ocean yeah so the shark's yeah, like, like what is surely, this doing in there surely there's not a person in here they right. don't have gills I'm a giant tube with teeth like why would they ever get in the ocean with me I'm a I'm a dinosaur. Like, <laughs> don't get in the ocean. Don't. I don't know. It, it's fine. People do it all the time. I guess. I don't get it. Remember that surfer who got her arm eaten off by a shark? No, she was young too. I think she was like, she was like 13. fourteen. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Professional surfer. She's Australia? still surfing. Yeah, I think. She, or was she from California? I don't, I don't know. know how we would ever find out. No, there's no way to look this up. <laughs> but um. So, but she, you said she still surfs? Yes. Bethany Hamilton. She is an American professional surfer, survived a 2003 shark attack in which her left arm was bitten off. She still surfs? She does still surf. I think she earned that to surf. Like, if she's still in the water, then good. Yeah, good on her. I'm not. No notes for her. No notes for her. She knows. She understands exactly what the worst case scenario is, and she chooses to continue to surf. Came in first at the 2014 Surf and Sea Pipeline Women's Pro. So put that in your pipeline and smoke it. Why aren't we making a movie about that? Are we making a movie about that? Did you have put that in your pipeline and smoke it somewhere written down under, uh, what was the other pun that you had? Turtle, hurdle, uh, more like hurdle. N- more like hurdle, <laughs> which was a really great one. Yeah, no, but I'm I'm writing this one down now. Yeah, so I can save it. I'll use it on stage when those are a thing again. Oh yeah. There is a movie about Bethany Hamilton, and it is called Soul Surfer. Oh, oh my God! Hey, Soul Surfer. So Soul Surfer is a thing. Yeah. Um. So the other guys are just called hot doggers, or do they have their own name? I don't I they could be making all these names up, right? I think he calls them hot doggers, right? Which that's fine cuz they hot dog around all the time apparently. So I'm told. But it seems like that's what the that's what the fans want. They want the hot dogging. They don't right. like he reminded me of that guy who's like, "Oh, football was way better when there weren't so many rules well, protecting <sighs> the quarterback." And it's like people were getting murdered back then. I, Relax. I, all right. I, it, this is what it, that feels like to me. 
is like it's like a juggler complaining that other jugglers have too much flair where it's like where's the heart where's the people who are juggling just for the just for the meditative process and like i kind of get it because surfing is not for necessarily for other people it could be for yourself but like if it's a competitive like surfing show then yeah they're gonna do some freaking moves you yeah, know if they like, have sponsors they weren't they're gonna yeah. keep that money so they're they're i would yeah 100 percent. yeah hot dog out there i mean comedians yeah. it's the same thing like if i were on i don't know i i have no analogy for that but um <laughs> so it's not the same thing <laughs> Well, there's, there are hacks in comedy and people who are oh, just yeah, going up yeah, and yeah. like pandering to the audience and stuff. And then there are people who are like, I just want to be true to my voice, man. Or like, whatever. Or comedians who just do impressions. Yeah. I don't mind impressions. Mm. Mm. <laughs> Let's fight about it. Yeah, this... They're fine. <laughs> um. All right. I, I, feel like, I feel like we've covered it, right? I just want to say that I think it was Lance Burkhart. And so okay. I just switched them and said burt lancaster i like burt lancaster better. yeah i like your version better i think yeah. this movie would have been even better with burt lancaster in that role which i just <laughs> i just watched wild at heart and i think he was in that no no no, field of dreams he was in that and oh um, yeah i don't know why i'm bringing this up now but yeah that was, i'm glad you both liked the movie i thought i honestly thought i was going to come on to a podcast and have and have you both be like really upset with me about having i'll to watch tell it. you my notes start very snarky and by the end are just notes that say, this is a great film. <laughs> like I started <laughs> and that's why I was saying like, this is, you have over. to kind of give it a second. Like you need to push past the first 30 minutes and understand what you're watching. And then once you do, it's just like, Oh, this is really sweet. Like yeah. I, I, I enjoy it. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, even I, the opening credits, like it's like splattered paint, like yeah. 80s graphics with the names. And yeah, my flatmate was like, what have you, what are, what are we watching? I was like, it's so good. It's so yeah. Good. It takes, it takes a few minutes. <laughs> yeah. Like it, at first it's a tough watch, but it, it works out. It works out. It's right. a good movie. Yeah. Karate Kid of the Sea. Karate Kid of the Sea. Um, all right. Well, M- Maria, thank you for being on. Oh, thanks for having me. Um, where, where can we find you? What do you, what do you, what do you got to plug on, on the this? internet? Um, yeah. I have a podcast called two non doctors. I do with comedian Liz Mealy and we're on the on pops network. And, uh, Ooh. yeah. So, so, uh, we, you know, we talk about health, uh, and, um, all of our answers to our health questions as best as we know, which is nothing, but, um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So check that out. I imagine you'll have like, do I have to like give you a website or something? Adam, does, does she have to give a website? Yeah. <laughs> People know we'll we'll link. Go to unpops.com slash subscribe. You can find links to all the shows, including Maria's. Is that your plug, Adam? Yeah, that's got that's a page that has like our Patreon and the supercast and then all the free shows and there's links to our Discord and everything. So go to that if you haven't. Right. Tom would be mad at me if I don't plug uh, me and Tom's Patreon. We have another uh, network called Gamefully Unemployed. You can check us out at patreon.com slash gamefully unemployed. Oh, if you want to give me money, <laughs> it's yeah, patreon.com yeah, yeah. slash two non-doctors. Number two. Number two. Number two non-doctors. Cool. All right. Uh, I guess that's it, right? That's how the show ends. Tom does this part. I don't do this part. Yeah. I all, ramble. It, like, I, I do the... My technique is just go until someone stops you. Uh. Well, d- d- goodbye, everybody. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.